Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. Dropping some knowledge for us all today is Michael David Chapman, a master in business growth and brand explosion. When he had just passed 40 years old, Michael hit the reset button on his life when most people would have been petrified to. He figured he could stay stuck, deep rooted in his fears, or make the move and live life according to his terms. What's up, peeps? What a fun episode I have in store for you today. My guest, Michael David Chapman, is one hell of a straight shooter, which is what I love about him. He's the man to go to when you want to grow your business, but he's also the go-to guys guy, helping men break through their internal issues and transform, something I'm sure we'll be touching on today. And if that wasn't enough, he's helping brands explode on LinkedIn through targeted lead generation and content strategy optimization. Mr. Legit himself, Michael David Chapman. Thanks for being on, man. Thanks for having me, Frank. How are you? Awesome. Doing you're not too far. You're not too far from my home, by the way. You're. <laughs> I know. We could have hopped in the car. And I could have just drove down and done it in the office there. Ah, uh, man. So, so before we jump into it all, um, mm-hmm. I, I I know about you. You know, learned about you. Have been able to actually work with you, which has been awesome. Um, so, so gotten to get to know you a little bit, but. Through LinkedIn, I met you. Uh, you got a massive following uh, on LinkedIn, which is awesome. And and one thing I love about you, like I mentioned, is you are not afraid to to go against the grain or to just you know, hey, I'm gonna, everything I put out there is going to be politically correct. So you're not afraid to challenge stuff, which is what I love. And I hope that we get to touch on some of that stuff today. But give us a glimpse into a day in the life of you and 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 who we are, what makes you tick, what that fire is inside of you that really gets you going every morning. Yeah, I mean, a day in the life begins with a, a beehive of activity, uh, even though I've got a, a couple of my two oldest are, they're still here and they can sort of do for themselves. It's still, it's still fatherhood, no matter what the age is until, and I think it's that way until they leave, even after they leave. But so really busy with that. But in my professional life, it's, it's a lot, you know, my work has really evolved into uh, when it's not working with men and men's issues, it's really evolved to more of a strategist uh, on the platform and helping people on LinkedIn. But really one of the ancillary things that happens by default is talking about their business, not just their brand, but how is their brand converting to what they really want from a revenue perspective. And so I don't talk a lot about it, but that's what happens really behind the scenes more than anything. Yeah. Good. And and that's, I feel like that's like a good thing because you're people, People are coming to you, and, and you're, I, I'm sure you're working with a lot of people, yeah. especially bigger name uh, influencers out there on the platform where it's like, you know, you and, and your organization are behind some of this amazing stuff that they're doing. So, um, but that, that's all good, man. No worries there. It's, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of that is, you know, a lot of the people we work with, they're really interested in taking in converting influence. And so while a large influence may have value, a lot of times it doesn't. It's, it's in terms of numbers. And it's more about how they take the influence and clearly state 
their brand message, their value proposition, and convert. You know, because to me, at this stage in the game, influence without conversion of some kind of benefit, you know, for the influencer, if you want to use that, it doesn't seem to work in the long term. It's what have been my experience. <clears throat> I, I, I believe that. I, absolutely. I mean, if you, you have this big, this, you know, big persona or whatever it is, and, and, and you're not converting it into something that you can, you, you have to monetize. You, you got to make money. Uh, we can't just live on, uh, on, on just followers and friends. I'm dope. Yeah. I'm dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so 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 how did you how did you get started? I mean, tell tell us a little bit about your journey, yeah. got to where you are today, and and that's something that I'm sure we'd love to hear because I know that you're not afraid to share stuff. So so give us a little insight there. Yeah, I mean, in terms of I'll go way back, but you know, like my first my first position, like real job was is was in a position of leadership. I was a frontline supervisor, managing managing not a lot of leading. I was trying to lead, but managing people that were older than me, more mature, more experienced. And so that was like, you know, learning by fire, trial by fire, you know? And so I stayed in organizational and then eventually, eventually evolved to more of sales leadership and general management roles of the past 25 plus years until I got to a point where, you know, I was sort of, I was always working for someone and the sort of the conflict that, was sometimes self-induced or more cultural was just this disconnect between wanting to see the, the, the team, the people be more important than the result. And so, so I lost a lot along the way until I got tired of losing that <laughs> battle and really putting the team that was, that I was serving that quote unquote worked for me ahead of potential results. And so when you do that, especially in a privately held, environment where you're working directly for an owner, there can be conflict because, you know, you're sort of creating a subculture of how you want to see people evolve and progress and how that benefits the top and bottom line. And that's not always a line. Two years ago, you know, I, I decided it was, it was enough. Uh, I gave, you know, a notice with, to, to an organization without a job in hand. And the same day I did that, I ended up working out a four month notice, but the same day I did that, I came on, got on LinkedIn to look for a job. And that's, that's where it started. I started to repurpose a lot of things that I had learned and written for the last couple of years onto the platform and noticed, wow, there's a lot of guys, a lot of people who are struggling with some of the same stuff. And so I just kind of took off from there. Awesome. So, so before I get into, just cause you said something that I think is really key for the audience and I want to just touch on a little bit more if we could is, you said something that's really, I think, important because people are in careers, people mm -hmm. are stuck, and that's really what I want. I, people listening, I want to know that you don't have to be stuck. And it seems like you had your, you know, coming to Jesus moment, your aha moment, whatever you want to call it. And you were like, no more. Like you didn't have. It seems, and you can correct me, but it seems like you didn't. You didn't have this huge plan in place. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to do this, 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 and this. You put your notice in because you were like. I need a, a new version of me and I'm starting today. And I feel like you, you drew that line and took that leap. And so many people are petrified to take that leap. So, so if you could, if we can just dial that back a little bit, is that correct? Is it, were you just, did you have enough? Yeah, that's exactly right. But I had people, I mean, I remember two weeks before I did that, you know, one of my best friends, what I'd really call a mentor. I mean, he like grabbed me by the shit. We we're on, we we're on like the 15th green of a golf course. And I'm hemming and hawing and what could happen and, you know, I'm rebuilding my life and, you know, because I'd come through a second divorce and 
he grabbed me by the shoulders and he's like, you know, he like, you know, grit his teeth. He's like, just effing leave. Cause I was talking myself out of it, talking myself out of, you know, what am I going to do? I'm over 40. You know, what's it going to look like? You know, just all in all this fear. So I had help. I didn't just like, you know, I had a lot of help and there was a lot in, it was probably, you know, I don't regret doing it when I did it, but I was probably more ready two years ago, two years prior to that to do it than I really realized. Cause it was just that, that when he did that, I had some other affirmations after that sort of by the shoulders moment from, from another couple of mentors. And it was like, this is so clear. I've been living in fear this whole time and I'm not doing that anymore. So I think to your point, people have to stay stuck. They don't have to stay stuck. And everyone says, hey, just quit your job, just quit your job. And I, I get that. I totally respect that. But not everyone's wired the same. And so the conditioning that I had and experiences I had and losses I had coming into that season, you know, really what was happening was the death of the fear. You know, what am I going to do? I've got four kids. I'm a single father. Boo hoo hoo. Like, what am I going to do? Right. That was that moment that I had to stay stuck until I could hear and see that what was keeping me at that in that place wasn't the job, wasn't providing, wasn't any of that. It was deep rooted fears that had been there for 40 plus years. Got it. Great. I don't know if I answered it, but I, like, that's really, you know, I needed to be jerked up. <laughs> by no, the, it, yeah. Yeah, sometimes we need that. I, I love yeah. how you said it. it's like the, the yeah. grabbed by the shoulders moment. We, we need that. Um, so, so glad. Thank you for expanding yeah. that. Um, so, so knowing, you know, in your, in your journey and before your, you know, shoulder moment and, and, and where you're at, you know, you've worked with a lot of people you've worked with, you know, specifically, I know, um, a lot of brands, a lot of companies, a lot of individuals and knowing that you, what you get to do every day, um, what is that in seeing things? If you could give our listeners one piece of advice, you know, for, Hey, I'm, open up the brain of Michael David Chapman and we're going to, we're going to grab something out of there. What's the one piece of advice you would give to someone tuning in that you, you, you know, looking back on your life, you'd love to share, you know, lessons that well, I still give you two. I was thinking about that question. You know, it, I, sometimes I forget that just because we quote unquote have learned a lesson doesn't mean that that uh, we're not going to relearn that. And what I mean by that is, you know, and I say this from being a father, like my, my oldest son is 20. He'll be 21 next year. All right. And so when you're raising, you know, a human, the lessons that you think you've learned when he was quote unquote six, sometimes they show up. It's not that you have to relearn it, but it's the same challenge or season. I'm sorry, challenge with your child and not in this case, he's an adult child in a different season. He's changed his experiences, the failures, the losses, the wins on both sides. So the first piece I'd say, as it relates to parenting, you know, when you think you've learned a lesson, always <laughs> put a comma there and learn, you know, learn to say I'm learning because, you know, I learned, I learned, I learned, always put me in a position where there was more from a, you know, a relational perspective that I hadn't learned, especially from a parenting perspective. In terms of the business side, we touched on at the beginning, you know, the LinkedIn platform, in my estimation, in my opinion, isn't a gold rush. I mean, it's on the upslope. There's a lot of competition for attention. Uh, that's not going to get any uh, quieter. And so one thing I didn't do that I, I, I wouldn't say I wasted time, but I, I didn't understand how important it was to convert. You know, I was just putting out content, was growing, meeting a lot of people, supporting people, supporting me, all this stuff. Part of that was I didn't know what I wanted to do after I left the job. But at the same, 
at the same time, I would have done well to have some, maybe some accountability from a business coach or somebody that would have been like, okay, this is great, but let's build out, you know, not just from a monetary perspective, but really, you know, and this probably leads to your, your upcoming question, where you want this to look in five years. I, I wasn't doing that. And maybe that was because I was, I, I took such a big step of crazy faith to walk away from it. I mean, no one walks away from a job without one. Typically that's not even sound career advice, but maybe I was reeling in that a little bit. So influence for the most part is great, but without an end game, uh, it, it seems to be pretty, uh, loose and it will take time from relationships that really matter. That's the number one thing I'd say as it relates to, you know, LinkedIn. Got it. Good. And so with, with that and, and taking kind of that in, into mind with, with your advice, um, what is, what is the thing that, that really keeps you going that, you know, people you hear passion, I'll follow your passion and, you know, you gotta do it with passion and which I get it. You, you have to be enthusiastic about what you do. I, I love what I get to do every day. Um, and looking at you and what you get to do and, and working with people, what is that, that fuel? What's that like, Oh, this is it. This is that thing that really gets me going. And love, this is why I love doing what I do. Yeah. I mean, it's the relationships. Uh, it's great to grow the business. It's great to close. It's great to, see an entrepreneur, you know, start at, you know, this place and build influence and build their business. But really, because we work with our clients week in, week out, I mean, it's in this capacity, typically 100% on Zoom and across, across the world. It's the relationships. It's the, that's a huge sort of unintended ancillary benefit that happens. You get to know people. They get to know me. They, you know, I'll be sitting here and you know, my youngest will walk in and of course, I'll, you know, he's got, he's probably hungry or wants something. I mean, they, they meet the family. And so it's the relationships, the connectivity that I think uh, that I enjoy the most. That, that's, you know, that I think, in, you know, yeah, I'm going to grow my business and, but really intrinsically keeps me going is the relationships. And, and I, I feel like the, the relationship piece is important because if someone, you get to know people, uh, really get to know people because it's like, uh, yeah, how how much do we all really know each other? There's there's an extent to how, to how well you can know someone, but to peel back some of that behind the facade and, and be below those couple additional layers, you do get to understand. You know, mm -hmm. hey, I'm a family guy. You know, I got this. I go through this, and and all these other things. I feel like you you relate to them, and that really builds solid tight relationships. And mm -hmm. then to be able to work with someone and see like. Hey, remember a year ago we were here and you were like, ah, I'm so frustrated. Now, 12 months later, it's, you've seen growth and, and right. seen change. So it, it is ex exciting. And, and that is, that's, that's. And look, and, and in fairness, there's, I mean, I've been doing this for two years, right? Uh, there's been some failures. I mean, what, what I look to do, I think consciously now is, is really, build margin in those business relationships. So when there is a disconnect or a piece of content didn't quite resonate as intended as we planned, you, you have margin, you have overlap so that people can be heard and, 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 and we can adjust to not just help build the business, but really build the connect or strengthen the connection. So on the flip side of that, if we look at, uh, so we know what, what fuels you, we know what you really love. If there's one thing that you're like, ah, I see this all the time, whether it's, 
you know, something in, in, in your, your everyday business and what you're doing, or if it's something that you see in, in folks you work with, if there's the thing that you can change, um, and I'm sure there's all these different things, you're like, oh, I changed this, I changed that, but if there's that one big thing where you're like, you know what, if I could, if I could give this to someone and have them say, don't do this, or, or this is a misconception, what, what would that thing be? Specifically, what area? The business, the platform, or in general? Uh, I would say we can narrow it down and, and say in the platform, that'd be great, you know, because I feel like if, uh, anyone tuning in, if you want to be in, in B2B and you want to build the relationships, I, I feel like LinkedIn is where it's at right mm -hmm. now. I feel like it is on the growth and we, people need to be paying attention to it. So if you look at, if you look at LinkedIn, mm -hmm. what's, yeah, let's, let's pick that. I love that. Let's, let's pick the thing that you would say, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put a lot of stock in the numbers. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been pretty vocal about, you know, when people say, Hey, I don't care about the metrics. And it's like, come on, man. Don't be in denial, but don't put too many stock. Don't put too much stock in it because it's fleeting. You know, I mean, we, we're seeing it. Corey Warfield's talking about it all the time. You know I mean? Like I, I'm going to guess on, on the average, you know, if you just take a thousand followers, I'm, I'm throwing out minimum three to 5% are complete not legit profiles. All you got to do is scroll your following list. So you got to look at that <clears throat> and have balance. But on the other side, you know, I think you'd mentioned it like views. I mean, the views are the vehicle. Like if you don't, if you don't have views, like no one's going to read it. And like, why are you posting in the first place? Whether it's just, you want to contribute to thought leadership, you want to, you know, sometimes give back what you've learned or you're growing your business. So there's just, you know, have somebody, if you're just starting out or you're stuck with LinkedIn, around the content and what it all means. Having somebody help you, you know, understand that and find that balance. I didn't, I didn't do that is what I'm really saying. I mean, for six months, man, it was like the wild, wild west. I remember, I remember the days before they really made some changes last spring where, you know, like a bad day was, I mean, I, you know, hundred thousand views on a, on a textbook. I mean, what, like, what, like I had no, and it affected, I'll be clear. It affected relationships personally. Because you, you go from like, you know, a Facebook post of your kids, you know, you're getting, hey, you know, family likes it to, you know, all of a sudden. So having that balance before you really start, you know, rolling with a strategy, I think is important. And I think sometimes you, you got to ask for help. Not too much stock in the numbers, but don't be in denial. No one's here posting to not get attention. No one's doing that. Yeah, right, and that's that's why I love, that's why I keep it real, man. That's that's what I love, and, and, and you tell you tell it how it is. Um, where where are we going? Where where you know where we're at today? You know, you said yeah, okay, you've been doing this for two years, so you've seen a lot. You know, video on LinkedIn, I think, is just about two years old. You know, so it's not, it hasn't been around forever. But there's other vehicles, you know, of course, uh, outside of just LinkedIn. But where we're at today. Um, knowing uh, kind of like, okay, this is you know, a land grab right now, specifically, you know, when we talk about LinkedIn and stuff, but five years from now, or, you know, even, even longer, give you a chance to be historically correct here. Where are we going to be? Where, where do you think, you know, your vision and, and, and seeing things, where are we going? I'll give you two things. So the LinkedIn, then I'll give you a personal example that start the person one's starting to scare me. Um, in full disclosure. So on the, on the platform, I would say, I, I think the direction is, 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 you know, in five years, you know, the attention that quote unquote someone is getting today, uh, it'll look differently. And I think it'll be more geared towards ad spend. Uh, you know, and I think this is just an opinion. I mean, if you look at sort of the way they're doing LinkedIn live, it's like this, you know, 
you have to apply for it. And I think, you know, it, I think that's smart. I think the technological pieces, you know, for, for people that have live is a bit third rate at times. They need to make that easier for people that have it. But that's an example of trying or even maybe accomplishing, you know, exclusivity for, for a product or service. I think they're smart to do that. But I think the attention you're getting today on like this post right here is going to look, you're going to have to content creators or people that, that, that produce and share content. They're going to have to continue to up their game. And then I think at some point it really will be, if you're using content to grow your business, it's going to be, it's going to be more like Facebook for sure. You know, if you were an early adopter, like you're an early adopter. I mean, right now, 600 million plus followers. I mean, that's still so small compared to, to their competitors. So that's the first thing. Personally, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I was talking about my kids. Like I'm starting to think about, you know, five years. It's not quite five years. Probably more like, you know, my son turns 11 today. So in eight years, if I can add three, you know, I'm going to be facing, you know, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but like empty nest stuff. You know, what, what does it look like when, you know, getting kids out the door for school and, you know, teenage stuff and, you know, what is, what is my life? What do I want it to look like on the other side of that? I want to start having those conversations on the whiteboard now <laughs> before I wake up and, you know, I don't know, I reach a whole different level of challenges and, you know, what my professional and personal life looks like. So, you know, I would say in five years, you know, come back to me historically. Okay, Michael, what's your plan in the next week? Because your youngest is, you know, going to be 18 then. So maybe that's seven years. Did I that right? Seven years. Yeah, seven years. Sorry. Yeah. So, that, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, well, it may be eight because some of them stay longer, you know, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But yeah that, that, that I think is a challenge for, for me to consider what I, what I want that to look like. Yeah. And what the world's going to look like then too. It's so great. I mean, I have a seven year old daughter and it's, wow. You know, you think about where we're going and how things are now, what their lives are going to be like. So it's, yeah. Well, you do the math, you know, you go four kids times 18 years. If they all, they all don't leave at 18, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of time and mindset that all of a sudden theoretically cuts off. And it's not like when they turn 18, they're out, but I'm just saying like their presence, the drama, trauma, hangups, noise, emotional picks at each other and stuff. I mean, all that goes away, you know? So I, I don't want to create a situation. I don't want to be on the non-plan plan there. I don't want to create a vacuum, an intentional vacuum. So in five years, I, you know, I need to have a plan for that emotionally. Yeah. We get the whiteboard going, man. And, and, and happy birthday to your son. No doubt. Um, so, so where, where can we find you? So someone wants to learn more about you. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's just, you know, personal wise want to be in touch and follow you, uh, or, or just learn more about you or, or they want to learn more about how to up their strategy and, and, and really start crushing it on LinkedIn, 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 an email, a direct connect. You know, I, I try to keep up with the messages and, uh, typically in like that the advice goes that, you know, still, I believe, I think 99% of connection requests are still not personalized, which is fine. I take no offense to that, but you know, a direct message, you know, um, with, with a request or interest in that is, is certainly, and I try to, you know, I try to do people follow me. I try to get on there and follow back and, you know, so try to reciprocate that but LinkedIn. <laughs> Got it. All right. Um, so thanks so much for being on really appreciate you opening up and not just, you know, I love the fact that you didn't just keep it all business. You touched on some family stuff. I feel like a lot of us tuning in, you know, we do 
we have the other side of us, the family mm-hmm. life and things that we try to balance. And, and, uh, and those are real, real issues. So really appreciate you touching on that. Thanks so much for being on and uh, cannot wait for this to drop. Anyone tuning in, you got any questions, let us know. Happy to, happy to answer them. Thanks for having me, Frank. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to fivequestionswithfrank.com for more information. I'll see you next week.